0: Welcome to The Hot Seat, powered by affordable staff. David Judge here, and welcome to season two of The Hot Seat, where we release a new episode every second Tuesday, and where we talk to industry influencers that have worked hands-on in the real estate industry to find out where they see current and future trends, and what you can do about it to support and grow your business. Now, in this season, we're doubling the number of episodes to a total of 18, and if you're listening and not watching this, you know what? We're actually standing in our office in the Philippines. That's right, even though we're traveling, the show must go on and I'm here to introduce today's guest and give you a quick brief on what this episode is all about. So today we're interviewing Casey McDonald from Property Management Trading Academy on her experience in the industry as a property manager and now her experience consulting within the industry. Now Casey shares her early experience as a property manager while staffing is one of the biggest challenges in the industry the best way to recruit and find a person to work at the PM industry, the repetitive nature of the industry and how it all comes down to service, and fear of PMs losing their job, and automation and AI and how it's going to disrupt the industry. Now, one of the benefits of interviewing Casey is she's worked hands-on in the industry, but more importantly now works on the industry, so she has great insights on what's happening from an overall perspective and the number of tidbits on how to flourish in real estate. Anyway, time for me to stop talking. Let's play the episode and roll it. Hello and welcome, this is David here from The Hot Seat and I have... Ava Judge And I have... Casey McDonald. And Casey, where are you from?
1: Property Management Training Academy
0: Excellent, fantastic. We'll talk more about that soon, but um, we're here on The Hot Seat today to talk to Casey about where um, you've come from within the industry, where you see the industry going in the future, disruptors, etc., etc. Sounds mm-hmm. cool? Yeah, great. Okay, so Excellent. tell us about yourself and how you got into the industry.
1: Uh, 20 years ago, I uh, started in reception. I was uh, originally from the Gold Coast and my family moved to Darwin. So that's where okay. I uh, started <laughs> my property management career. Yes. Um, so, yeah, 20 years. And you to
0: get in? It was a, a, a career by choice.
1: What no, in fact, when I was at high school, I actually wanted to do physiotherapy Okay. and purely just because I wanted to massage the football boys after that game. <laughs> yes, um, yes. I, I'm not shy. That's way. Way. That's exactly yes. what my, however, uh, you know, the brain wasn't very good at, you know, chemistry and, and mm. physics and things. So certainly the grades weren't there for me to then go to uni and study. So it just, um, yeah, real estate kind of fell into my hand and a girlfriend of mine that I was working in a cafe with, her partner was uh, in sales and they were looking for a receptionist. So uh, he said, uh, I think that uh, you'd be great for the position. So started (laughs) and then like a lot of people's career uh, got moved into property management very quickly Mm, with no training and just There you go. There's a desk and I don't know. Here's go do a routine inspection. Okay. Um, And that was in Darwin? It was in Darwin. Okay. Mm.
0: Wow. And
1: then what happened next? (laughs) What happened
0: next? Wow.
1: (laughs) 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 Well, the first inspection, if I could share just that little story, was (laughs) uh, went to uh, a property which had Aboriginal squatters in it and they had used the floorboards um, to make a bonfire in the Mm. lounge room. So that was the first house that I walked into and my first ever property management experience. So, wow. yeah, and you're still here. <laughs> I'm still here. Yeah, you would think that from that, maybe I'd go. Really, do I want to have this as a career? But no, uh, I sort of saw that there that it was an industry um, that could offer a lot. Yes. Um, and although some might look and think it's just a job, it wasn't like that for me. Um, I saw it as a career, um, and then because of that, it led me. To start my own agency when I turned 30.
2: And whereabouts was that? Was it in Darwin also? No, I moved
1: back to the Gold Coast, Gold Coast. and okay. um, I um, got started uh, my agency down in Coolangatta, yep. um, just there out on the border. And yeah, so I was doing New South Wales and Queensland in regards to property management. So of course I had to be OFA across legisl-
2: two legislations, legislations
1: and all those <laughs> types of things. So, um, you know, but then I was doing training as well um, yes. while I was had my agency, but I have always been one that wants to give back. And oh, if I yeah. can share the experiences that I've had, you know, good or bad, whatever they are, but if mm. I can then guide and mentor and teach others maybe how not to make those same mistakes that I did, um, that's what I'm passionate about. And that's what led me to start the Property Management Training Academy.
0: Yeah. Mm. Okay. And you must have watched uh, or you must have experienced a lot of changes in the industry since you've since you first started yes. to now, a lot more <laughs> legislation,
1: do you think? Yeah, look, I think um, it's become a lot more regulated. Um, mm-hmm. Well, certainly when I was in Darwin, they used to have the bonds just in your trust account. They, yes. they, they never were lodged. Now, of course, that's certainly changed. Um, you know, they get lodged with the bond board up there that's now. Right. So there certainly has been changes. Um, we used to do our condition reports um on the, like, dictaphones, you know, yes. where you would record it and yes. walk around the house and then you would sit there and have Tuff your earplugs in and yeah, then exactly you would type out. it out. Um, and I remember that the dot matrix printers that, you know, yeah, the receipts yeah, yeah, are yeah, on yeah. and you have to sit there for ages and then peel it off. And, um, yeah, so technology, I think, um, has advanced and that's just allowed the efficiency of our processes to be improved.
0: Mm. And what, what would you say you would see as the biggest the biggest problem or challenge in the industry right now?
1: I, I think it is staffing. Um, yes. It is probably the common question that I do get asked uh, a lot when I'm with clients is, you know, how do we find the right property manager uh, for and our business keep and keep them and, and retention of that staff, absolutely. So it, it is a big thing um, that I'm finding where they've got them, the principals have their most challenges. And they know that if they've got a body in the office mm-hmm. that they've got to look at all the extra things that come with that Um and then, of course, they've got to look at, well, is it affordable for me? So it's kind of looking at how their businesses are operating financially too. Um, yes. And so that's certainly what I help them with to then find. Maybe it's not a property manager that they need. Maybe we can get a, a new BDM person into to, to the system systems. or maybe we can yeah. certainly look at, you know, what yeah. offices, um, also services that you guys provide and get mm. the VA and those types of things. So, uh, but, yeah, HR, I'd say, would be one of the biggest challenges.
0: Yeah, yeah and... Uh, So I was going to
2: ask, is that across Australia? Have you noticed that or is it in particular parts of the country? Is that stood out Um, anywhere in a particular state or city where staffing is a bigger issue?
1: No, it actually, I I think it's totally across the board in the industry where Mm -hmm. um, the challenges are recruiting, finding the right person uh, who's going to fit the culture. And, uh, you know, and look, I had those challenges when I had my agency, so I just had to think about things differently and adopted, well, I want someone who's going to provide really outstanding customer service. Mm-hmm. So I didn't look in the industry. Um, okay. And I know that might be sad to kind of say, but I didn't want someone with experience because sometimes they bring bad habits. Uh, they may not actually fit your culture because of where they've come yes. from before. Yes. So I decided to recruit outside of the industry mm-hmm. and I got a young girl who was actually working for Thrifty. Mm. And she was on in the customer service department customer and handled service, yes. and handled the complaints kind of side of things with Thrifty, Perfect. and she fit the mold of my business and the vision that I wanted to have. It's
2: actually, interesting because I've had a number of um, um, agents tell me lately that they've been actually recruiting outside, particularly particularly going to the retail field because people coming in with that customer service mm. level and customer that sales skills. Absolutely, um, so it's been, it's it's an interesting shift. Um, yeah. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, I found, well, the benefit certainly for me was that I was able to then teach her how I wanted things done in my office. Yes, Um, absolutely. And... You know, because I was so passionate about property management, I had a sales division as well. But you know, mm. property management certainly is more my my passion. But I was able to then teach her what I felt, of course, was the right way, because my way is always
0: right. Yes, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. That's right. I feel the same yeah. way. Yeah, I'll you a little.
1: Yeah, I. Um, you know, I, and I think that um, that that allowed her to have a different sk- skill set and because, yes. I mean, look, property management is majority of repetitive tasks. You mm. are doing the same things day in and day out, but it's how in which you actually do that task and what service you provide in the background. So, yes. yeah, I just found that that's, uh, she delivered that in my business and she was open to learning because it was something new. Yes. You yeah. know, it wasn't like, oh, no, I don't want to do that like that because that's how I did it in my last, I didn't do it like that in my last office. Yes. It, there was none of those conversations, yeah. so uh, yeah. I mean, if that's feedback for anyone, consider recruiting outside of the industry. Absolutely. Yes. And
2: um, I, I look after a lot of the recruitment for our business, and that's one of the attributes that I always look for. It's not necessarily the skill set or, or, or like the experience; mm. it's more the the hunger to learn and the attitude around it. So, if I think if you can get that part right, everything else will sort of fall into place. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Mm, yeah. Fantastic. And what would you say you would be? Um, biggest disruptors you'd see happening in the next few years within the industry
1: oh well um i mentioned this a little bit in my uh session this morning um but i I was i think there's going to be things in the background that are going to provide more automation for us um you know so artificial intelligence if you want to call it that right maybe it's not but i think that it and it's looking at the services that you're certainly providing because that is happening in the background and mm. it's taking away those mundane tasks mm. and it's allowing property managers to actually build relationships and that's where I see the future of property management going and see, technology a, um, being the disruptor. Do
0: you see a bit of resistance around uh, res- around that in the marketplace? Because obviously as, as uh, technology comes out, it evolves and changes the industry and, and you can see that the industry has evolved and changed itself over you know, mm. the time that you've been there. Um, I know that we've certainly, working with clients, we've experienced uh, resistance from property managers. Mm-hmm. I, I think maybe because they're, they're concerned about the future of, you know, where their, their career wrong. is going to be yeah. and their role yeah. is going to be.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think there is a fear factor mm. for that. Um, but I think that they the property managers need to consider Well, if I look at what some of those tasks are that I'm doing, and maybe from a time perspective, what holds me back from being able to make return those phone calls by five o'clock, in order for me to leave on time, in order for me to have my lunch break, Mm. you know, um, it's moving them away from what they're doing and making allowing them to build better relationships, and they're not seeing that just yet.
2: No, Um, the fear is the fact they're going to lose their job. Hide. A lot of people are afraid of making those phone calls. Mm. And I think that's also sometimes a bit of a barrier because people are afraid of putting themselves out there. So potentially, potentially with some components or something. Yeah,
0: it's not a, I mean, yeah. in all honesty, it's, it's really not a forgiving job in no. a lot of ways. No. Like there no. the are different things job. you have to deal with every single day and, and, you know, no two days are the same. And, and, um, and then there's all these changes happening, you know, automation, us, we're, you know, destroying the industry and, you know, and then, <laughs> But it's it really is just change in a lot of ways. It I think that it would it, so the the piece of advice you'd have then would be you know to to what to.
1: I think I think they need to adapt to the change. It's the way that it's going to be. It's it's the fear factor of well if we can look at the trust software programs. Yes. yes. You know you look at that like your console and your rest and those users are so familiar with the functionalities of that program and they're so fearful of going to a cloud yeah, platform yeah, because true, there's. Things that are not within the, that software, right? Yes. Because a cloud operates completely different. So the fear for them is, well, but I've always done it like that, and now I have to do it a different way. Yes. So, and, but they don't look at that and think, well, that's actually a positive because the reason that's been built like that is because it's allowing for efficiency. Mm. Yeah. Yes.
0: So. On a positive note, though, we, we're uh, talking to a, mm-hmm. a group and at uh, the head office, and they've started rolling out property meat.
1: Mm-hmm. So they're,
0: they're making, the, they're taking the plunge and mm-hmm. rolling out. And they've had about uh, 15 offices that have rolled out. And they all met They all met together and had, they had a big meeting. It's like, oh, how did it go? How did it go? Is everything going all right? Yeah. And, um, you know, they had nothing good, but good things to say about the transition that they made. And, and just talking about the experience of, you know, how the property person came out, they sat down and they went and said, okay, it's going to take X amount of time for us to convert. Mm-hmm. And then at the end gave them a, a report saying these are the things you need to fix. So once they see that and they have that confidence, they, you know, Start to start to Absolutely. make that
1: change. Yeah. yeah. And one one other piece of advice is that property managers or principals shouldn't allow the property manager to make the decision in their business. It's and I know it's them working it every day, yes. but I do think that the you know business if owners, close, if you're too
0: close to it, yeah, yeah, the
1: business owners need oh. to say, well, what's the right decision for my business moving forward, and where is the vision of my business going? Yes. And of course, you don't want to lose your staff, and, and you want to keep them happy, I do understand that, but they shouldn't be the ones ultimately at the end of the day making the decision. It's It needs to be the business owners. Yeah, because it needs to, needs to
0: be happen. a strategic decision. Absolutely. And there, there are sometimes things that, you're, um, you know, that your, your staff won't know or understand about that direction and about what's happening and about future changes mm-hmm. that you're aware of yourself. So yeah, yeah, yeah I agree totally. Yeah. Sorry,
2: yeah. can I t- take it um, to a slightly different level? Um, I'm noticing that there are some principals who have literally worked their way through the channel, mm-hmm. and perhaps there is a, a a gap where a lot of the not not a lot, but some of those principals have not actually had their experience of managing people or, or that experience of of dealing with teams, and and perhaps that's that's an area that they you know needs to be a little bit more explored. Or I guess mm-hmm. it's why mm-hmm. conference is such a great idea because they get to learn from from the yes. HR advice from the trainers. Absolutely, So maybe that's one mm-hmm. of the challenges as well. Is that the, people like casing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's, right. that's was yeah. Like you yeah. obviously yeah. work your way through. Yeah. You start off as a receptionist. Yeah. And, you know, you, you never start off as a business owner. Like no. it's mm-hmm. a very different mentality. And obviously you developed into that role, but it can be a very big um, shift of, you know, of, Absolutely. of thinking. Did, you so, ever read,
0: did you ever read The E-Myth? Yes. Years ago? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And when we had our first business back I mean, in 1998, sh- so our age. <laughs> um, that was one of the first books, and we had a yes. business coach that we brought on board, and that was one of the first books he gave us. And then the second book was "Who Moved My Cheese." I'm not yeah. sure if it, yeah, yeah <laughs> which <what it> is basically <laughs> yeah, yeah, explaining how you're about to do some really uncomfortable things that I'm going to make you do. That's and right.
1: Yeah, I do. <laughs> I I do a little exercise. Um, in offices, if I've sort of, you know, I've gone in, I've done an assessment and then I identify that things do need to change. Mm. So I sit down with the team and highlight what they are. And I say, well, you know, what I'm about to say or do and help you with may get uncomfortable. Yes. So I do the exercise of um, folding your arms. Yes. So yes. you fold your arms like you normally would fold your arms. And then I say, now I fold them the other way. And it feels uncomfortable, right? Mm, I said, but the more and more that you actually do it and hold your arms in that way, the more comfortable it becomes. So right now today it's going to be really hard, but tomorrow it's going to be easier and it's just going to keep getting easier. And I try to do that as a, you know, something a little bit fun and quirky to get them to think about how changes doesn't have to be hard. Yeah,
0: fantastic. Speaking great. of fun and quirky, now we're going to move yeah. on Sounds to great. the hot seat part of the hot seat. Well, we're going to ask <laughs> you a series of questions. Right. We want you to keep them nice and short, as okay. short as possible. All right. uh, I think we so far we haven't had anyone make their all the way make it all the way through within sixty seconds. So we're just going to roll this out sure. and go through <clears> and, and ask you right. questions. Okay, ready? Ready. Okay, fantastic. Your number one bucket list item: Las Vegas. Your favorite hobby? Mm. Oh, <laughs> no, I don't know, maybe.
2: Um,
1: yeah. Oh, uh, Do you know what? Like I actually just enjoy um, watching a movie, mm. nice bowl of reds, you know, dinner with my partner. Like it's not a hobby
0: but yeah, just that nice. time no, because that I'm so, good. you know. yeah. we get Strangest thing you've ever eaten.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, well, from Darwin, I actually have um, had... Uh, Crocodile. Mm. Um, Tastes like chicken head. Uh, mm, yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah.
0: Mm. Describe yourself in three words.
1: Mm. Awesome, awesome, awesome. No, I'm joking. I'll take that.
0: I'll take it. I'll take it, it. With it. No. Um, <laughs> how do you spend the first three hours of your day?
1: Uh, well, actually, uh, when I first get out of bed, I actually just try to reset. So, uh, something that my business coach actually taught me was every morning uh, get up and plant your feet flat on the ground, and when you step out of bed um, and it just kind of resets your mind um, for the day. So that's certainly one thing. Um, The next thing for me is coffee. I I just cannot function without one of those. I know that's sad, but yes. I I, I, I hear you. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, uh, And then it actually is, I just spend five minutes with my cat. I'm like Mm. absolute cat lover, but just to, you know, that five minutes in the morning with her and, yeah, just, I don't know, kind of gives me a sense of comfort. Excellent. For the day. Mm. If
0: you had a super yacht, what would it be called?
1: Oh, gosh.
0: (laughs) Wow. Wonder Woman? Excellent. Weapon of choice? Oh, knife? (laughs) 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 Biggest fear?
1: Oh, um... Well, actually, I do a lot of traveling, uh, but I actually am, I do have a fear of flying. Mm. And it's only been something, it's probably more of the anxiety, um, I suppose, but it's something that as I've gotten older and I didn't realize that I'd actually had it. So even though I do a lot of traveling, but, uh, still yeah, there's still, I'm very, very nervous. So I don't, I don't, and I do have to admit that. Uh, I'm not very good in front of a video camera. Yes. So to actually, you know, do that recording, that's very fearful for me. But I can certainly get up on stage as I did today and speak in front of a room of 300 people. And in although I'm nervous, but I'm not fearful for that. So, yeah.
0: yes. Fantastic. Um, your biggest non-negotiable? Um, My biggest non-negotiable?
1: Hot seat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, God. Well, at... Uh, well, communication for me, uh, yeah, okay. so it's something that I, you know, I'm a big communicator so There's, I like just things to be well. really transparent, open and honest. That's who I am and sometimes, mm. you know, I just say it how it is and that's my personality but yes. that's how I want people to speak to me too, you Excellent. know. So
0: Monday or Friday? Friday. <laughs> um, your happy place? At
1: home with my partner.
0: One item you couldn't live without? Wine. I said that one pretty quickly. Yeah, you did. It was a little too fast. What do I ask next? Uh, Last one. How many keys do you have in your keyring?
1: One.
0: Excellent. Fantastic. Yeah, we have we don't carry keys in our key ring. we keep them separate. Yeah, anyways. Okay, so um, so now we're at that point of the hot seat. We're finished. Thank you very much. You've done oh, thank well. thank you for inviting and, me. Um, yeah. And what do you have going in your business right now you'd like to share with everybody? Yeah, well, got
1: some exciting things happening, uh, heading over to America uh, to attend uh, some conference events and, uh, yeah, just uh, see how things are getting done more over there and meet some of my clients I'm already coaching. Yes. So, uh, yeah, hopefully you're going to be releasing different series Uh, for my american clients and making sure that you know the membership products that i I offer around my systems uh can be certainly for the u.s market as well so yeah that's some some exciting things happening
0: Mm, and if someone wanted to get in contact with you what's the best way to do
1: that Um, they can certainly give me a call Uh, my mobile is 0418 680948 or they're welcome to email me at casey at pmtacademy.com.au
0: fantastic and i'll include those in the show notes Thank you very much You're again very for your welcome. time. Really appreciate you coming and sitting That's with us okay. on the hot thank seat you. and going through all the questions. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and uh, Eva, thank you as well. Thanks, David. Thank you. Thanks. And thank you. <laughs> um, we'll talk again soon. David from the hot seat with Eva and Casey. Thank you, you okay. very much. Bye, guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you for listening to the episode with Casey. And before you go, I'd ask if you enjoyed the episode that you subscribe to our podcast, which you can find when you search for the hot seat wherever you listen to your podcast and leave a review as they really do count. Also, I want to remind you that Hot Seat is 100% powered by affordable staff, and to be honest, we could not put the Hot Seat together without outsourcing every component. Literally everything that we do outside of recording the footage we send to our Philippines office, and they do the rest. So thank you to our team, especially Ira. Okay, great. Thank you again for your support of the first episode of season two, and we'll catch you in the fortnight for episode two of season two. Bye.